0: Club Cosmos Radio. Hey. Are you ready to talk
1: about it, girls? Oh yeah, I've been thinking about it for weeks now. My brain is so marinated in it girls. I have so many obscure Tumblr scans and tabs <laughs> of old it girl articles. I bet you do. They're all I can think about, and yet I'm still not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> what they are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we still have
0: to uh, try to define them like everybody else, but it's just as elusive as we need them to
1: be. Yeah, exactly. We don't want to put too tight a rein on an it girl. We don't want to preclude any um, it girl possibilities. Yeah.
0: Well, should we just... Uh, dive into what we think an it girl is and then we can really
1: get into yeah. all the particulars. Absolutely. How are you today though? I am doing pretty darn good I have to say. Nice. I mean where I, I know you're like must be nice because <laughs> you've got it you've got vertigo. <laughs> I know
0: my vertigo is back but it's actually feeling I think uh whatever medication is kicking in right now fabulous we love it
1: when the medication I know
0: (laughs) but for some reason the vertigo along with the allergies
1: I guess is what it is it makes me so husky oh I like it it's a little I don't know maybe that's your radio persona yeah (laughs) yeah. behind the scenes she's struggling to holding on to the edge of the desk eyes rottering but Sounds good.
0: Yeah. Um, I was, though, I was telling you this earlier. I've been uh, reading, I started reading City of Courts. I've been listening to it on audiobook on my daily walks around the neighborhood. And it's been a helpful kind of like pre, or a helpful kind of orientation for thinking about the difference between New York and LA. Because oh, yeah. we are talking about New York It Girls. Yes. And so you can't avoid talking about the city itself right like it feels like the big part of when i first started thinking of it girls i thought of either there's got to be some mercury component that was my first thought and then there's got to be some kind of like pluto scorpio component because it feels like there's this way they can just dip in and out of worlds like mercury literally could the underworld and the gods and just Mm -hmm. like deliver messages and it's not really about him but Everybody's kind of enchanted and there's like a trickster quality. Well, there's psychopomps and Psychop- psychopaths. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> <In latex. laughs> And, but there's also like Mercury is the vessel. Like it feels like it girls are the vessel for which a city expresses itself or something. There's like something about the moment that gets channeled through them. Yeah. And it's not even intentional. No it's not even like an act of consciousness on their part.
1: Well, we're getting into the astrology part of it. Um, right? because inside of that is also spoiler alert, a lot of these it girls are fixed signs. <laughs> if you yeah. want to be an it girl, a great place to start is being a Taurus, Aquarius, Scorpio, or what's the other <laughs> one? Leo. <laughs> Leo. Leo. Every time I have to list the four of anything, <laughs> it's just like, hmm, who's who's left? How could we forget Leo? Which makes sense
0: because fixed signs just really know how to commit to the bit.
1: Yeah. They've got a shtick and they're sh- sticking. <laughs> and they're <laughs> sticking to they're it. They're shtick and they're shtick. <laughs> a general it girl quality. I love how you're saying, I, like, yes, it's like they, they, they appear – they express this moment, something that struck me so much in like learning and researching all these it girls. And of course we should say if it wasn't completely obvious that New York Mag yeah. put out this huge yeah. package on it girls. That really inspired this deep dive. We made a spreadsheet <laughs> with all of the It Girl charts that we could find. We found some so very satisfying. interesting. Yeah, so satisfying. Original, our our, our contribution to the journalism here. Um, <laughs> trawling astro theme. What were the trends we found? The Well, the, tre- okay. The astrological trends that we found, of course, like I said, fixed signs. We had 52 Hold on, I actually want to do math because I kept adding this. um, (laughs) 53 girls on our list. And, Mm -hmm. you know, any a girl list is never going to be complete or uncontested. There are people on our list that's like, yeah, "Hmm, Emily Mm -hmm. Ratajkowski. Yay or nay? I mean, everyone, almost everyone could be debated, but lots of fixed signs. Yeah,
0: there's also... Well, the number one sign represented by it girls is technically Pisces, which is not a fixed sign. But when you're thinking cumulatively of which modality is most represented as fixed signs, which Scorpio is, and that was my first thought, is that there's got to be like some kind of mystery and allure to this person where it kind of can't know everything about them.
1: No, no. And they have to have a pretty... Defined sense of personal style or Mm -hmm. look. Mm -hmm. They can't be jumping on every single trend that's happening Mm -hmm. and they can't be, I mean, unless you're like Carolyn Bessette, who is one of the very few Capricorn, um, Mm -hmm. it girls wearing Calvin Klein, you can't, you have to really, you, you have to really have your craft in terms of your personal presentation to Mm -hmm. buy lots of signature hairstyles, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is very fixed sign,
0: Yeah, not going with the trend too much. This is you. This is your image.
1: And you can stick to it for a long time. Totally. Another thing which you brought up, which, ah, uh, so smart. You're so smart. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember. What the, you're zero say. the zero oh, the degree, the zero degree quality. Yeah, which uh,
0: the zero degree, if you are kind of like thinking about the placement, especially of a personal planet at zero degrees, every sign has zero to 29 degrees. That a planet can be within, but when it's at the very beginning, when it's at zero degrees, it's it's almost like first life. You've never been in this territory before, but it gives a really wide-eyed kind of newness to the experience.
1: That it's not jaded, it's not overly self-aware. It's it. The zero degree is the absolute beginning of the sign, and it and it has a certain fateful quality to it because. Especially in terms of your sun, your moon, your ascendant, Mm -hmm. being at a zero degree, that really only happens, like, there's only a very specific and very small window of time that it could be. If an outer planet is a zero degree, that's, you know, millions of people that are born with
0: it. Yeah.
1: But that zero degree quality being so connected to your signature, that, I, I guess, a way that we experience a zero degree a lot, like maybe you could think about it now where we're experiencing the zero degree of Pluto in Aquarius. And of mm-hmm. course, because it's Pluto, it's not fun and fab. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of intense. But the the AI conversation that just sprung up out of the ground and just seemed to be like, okay, wow, the whole zeitgeist just changed mm-hmm. what, in what it feels like overnight is a very like zero degree experience. It's a person that or a quality that introduces the beginning of this Mm -hmm. energy starts the party yeah exactly starts
0: the party (laughs) exactly it really Um, is they don't stay too long they just get there there's a tiny bit of naive quality to mm -hmm. it because it doesn't fully know all the nuance of the that sign yet
1: yeah that's a 29 degree yeah life (laughs) well by
0: then it's like so fatigued and so (laughs) like but yeah zero degree is an interesting marker that does keep showing up the North Node too.
1: Yeah, North Node is, is like big. Especially fake. conjunctions. Yeah, yeah. How how do you describe the North Node? Because I mm. I don't know. I have like my canned way of thinking about it, but mm. the North Node's been really challenging me lately. I mean it is a challenging part of the chart.
0: I guess the way that people talk about it in terms of past life or this life or something, but it feels more like the crux of your evolution and when it's touched or when it touches something in your chart your evolution really like expands very fast it happens in a and it's in a way that's sort of wolverine style it looks very it's uncomfortable
1: wolverine style i love that (laughs) it's
0: like growth (laughs) it i just picture in that you know like when your claws
1: shoot out or the fly or something (laughs) where it's just
0: like stuff is growing out of your skin in a way that's like very vulnerable.
1: Yeah. And I spiritual puberty. (laughs) Yeah, it is
0: kind of spiritual puberty, but there's something about like maybe the it girl part of it is that there's something about their youth and the like evolution being so public that the vulnerability is an important factor. There's a hint of, I mean, with all the celebrity culture, they're like on the edge of demise or superstardom.
1: Right, at any given moment. Yeah, yeah if they're at the center of the world and the only place you can go is down, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Th- that's like an it girl quality that is essential to, to it, is the ephemerality. Going through all of these fantastic at girls in this magazine learning so many of their stories they are it it, it was striking how quick their moments were mm-hmm. Edie sedgwick a year mm-hmm same with baby Jane Holzer. I mean, it's like Chloe Sevigny is basically the alpha and the omega of it girls. Yeah. And like, she's the only one that I think is just a forever it girl. She breaks yeah. all the rules for that. And there's a lot of interesting things happening in her chart um, that
0: proves my theory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's so
1: Scorpio exactly. Mercury on the ascendant. Yeah. She yeah. stabilized the like it girl Quicksilver moment, mm-hmm. but they get pulled up out of the party, out of the scene. They get mm-hmm. picked, they get selected, they get seen. And then it's a hot moment and either they professionalize and become a model, just like become model, like looking through the magazine. And I guess what complicates the categorization of these it girls is, you know, Paris Hilton Also It Girl, but we don't think of her like that anymore because she's Paris Hilton. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. she was a reality star, Mm -hmm. a DJ, like she professionalized. We weren't there for all of these It Girl moments, but they really are like a moment. And then Mm -hmm. either you just fade from the spotlight completely. Either you go quietly or you go out (laughs) with a sad bang. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, which is what was so interesting about listening to City of Quartz about L.A., Paris is like the perfect example of the prof- professionalizing the image. She crafted the perfect spectacular image that isn't even really her mm-hmm. and is very LA, like the fame in all its ways. There is something about New York, specifically pre internet and social media, I guess, yeah. that is like this obsession with old tragedy, old money, the demise of a different era. Mm -hmm. I guess. And like coming, obviously nightlife is a big part of it. Like I'm not even picturing a lot of these girls in the day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't
1: think that they were seen by day. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Which is that kind of Pluto, Mercury, like going in and out of world. Twilight
1: world. Yeah.
0: The Mercury quality of exemplifying a message of a city or something or channeling the vibe of a city with New York, it always has to be a little bit dirty or like a little bit fucked up or a little bit <laughs> rebellious. Well, like you've seen
1: it all, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. That's like part the part of the texture of the city is you see like a hundred shocking things a day on the way to the gym. You yeah. see, it's an absolute assault on the senses in every single way. And it's the only place in America that has this street culture yeah. in this in this in the sense of like just the pure volume of people that you see mm-hmm. and are seen by and everything you do which is why i'm too much of a cancer moon 12th hauser to go there <laughs> every time i go to new york it's like it's so fun it's so fab it's so non-stop but i return to a hotel room and do like a, a wall slide <laughs> yeah um, i can imagine um it's so overwhelming but um like i, I like it, there's always this Hunt for novelty Mm -hmm. in this landscape of fascinating people or like interesting, fucked up, crazy things that you're seeing all day. And inside of that microclimate or, like, uh, Galapagos ecosystem, it girls are born.
0: Yeah, the hunt for the muse, too, because it's the right. center of the art world. Being so like...
1: bored, also. Yeah, <laughs>
0: which we can't even escape the fact that Andy Warhol, like, created
1: this, too. No, yeah, he was the super Leo sun around which all these little mm-hmm. it girls orbited for such brief periods in time. yeah. Um, but yeah, in LA, it is is part of the economy here, right. and and not necessarily in the way in in, a, in not in the New York way. Like there was a moment during that when like the, the like golden age of Hollywood, Lindsay Lohan, not the golden age of Hollywood,
0: <laughs> your golden, golden age.
1: age. <laughs> there was this like bi-coastal celebrity club scene that was happening with Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, that kind of like blurred those lines because I don't know. Do you think that an actor can be an it girl? I guess is like a big question. Well, a celebrity cannot be an it girl. I think that's something to like Once you become a celebrity, you have ceased to be an it girl. Unless you are Chloe Sevigny, that's the asterisk on this whole thing. There's only one exception and it's her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but even then, the river does not flow the other way. True. (laughs) Yeah, you don't become an it girl after you're an actress. Yeah. I think Chloe even is a special... I mean, obviously... she's been in so much she is like a great actress (laughs) but it's she also just played really
1: unusual roles and was in a lot of indie films and did you ever watch big love oh yeah oh my god the um shopping addicted fundamentalist mormon (laughs) chloe that's a mother yeah
0: And uh, Clara Bow, who isn't the beginning of it, but not necessarily.
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting for Clara Bow. She is like the the term "it girl." Is attributed to this romance writer, um, mm-hmm. Eleanor Glynn, who, God, I read a lot about her. And I have met, like, the the amount of fabulous um, old timey ladies that <laughs> I have learned about in the preparation of this podcast is truly stunning. She wrote a book called It, which was a little romance novella. And she described this it girl to have it. The fortunate possessor must have that strange magnetism, which attracts both sexes hmm. in the animal world. It demonstrates in tigers and cats, both animals being fascinating and mysterious and quite unbiddable. Hmm. Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mystery. And Leo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Scorpio and Leo. But, uh, so that got turned into a movie with Clara bow it, and she, became like sh- her name like her her hollywood title was the it girl like yeah. people were sending letters to hollywood like the it girl and i actually watched some clips from it on on youtube and it's crazy like even though it's like yes she she was plucked from obscurity in like a photo like she has a ve- clara beau has like an incredibly fucked up <laughs> life. background yeah. yeah growing up in a tenement diabolically alcoholic parents Mm -hmm. and she basically like won in in the way that you do in the 20s very Pearl style where it's just like hey we're looking for the next best girl Mm -hmm. (laughs) send your pics to Hollywood and she did and she won this contest and then basically it's like yeah she became this figure in the studio system which is breaks the celeb it girl rule But watching her in this film, her character is essentially this shop girl who is so spunky. And so um, she's like a mix between a femme fatale and an ingenue type. Mm. And she basically, her romantic rival for this guy that owns this department store, is a similarly hot, more well-bred, fancy person. But of course, the it girl wins because she has that it factor. But her performance just feels so modern, you know? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have that frozen or like that like posingness that you can see in some silent yeah. films. She feels like a modern girl. So it's like she has that quality. It's like even though she's not there's not other famous like she was an incredibly famous celebrity mm-hmm. in the 20s and she retired in the 30s, but she kind of cast a mold in a certain way. That was the movie that made her. I mean, she was in all these flapper movies, mm-hmm. um, but like that is the one that gave her this name and it it just, she has this like super spirit of the moment that is why yeah. she rose to fame. But um, I do want to just say that in this, I cannot not talk about Lady Duff Gordon, who is the sister of Eleanor Glynn, the woman that coined the term it and uh-huh. arguably like the mold for uh, what she was thinking of when she, wrote this because this woman <laughs> is so fucking fabulous <laughs> one of the very few gemini's on this list uh, but mm. such a gemini she was a fashion designer um that invented oh, the right. first runway show basically like she changed the style of runway presentations to be a mannequin parade instead <laughs> of just basically like having some chica just like walk out and stand there in the department store yeah and she, she had lighting. She had like effects. She named, she had like atmosphere. She's like, dresses should be named, like style should be created after moods, not Mm -hmm. seasons. And it was just like, okay. Then she, her, like, I got in such a deep dive. She became this designer phenom because she had this really sexy lingerie inspired clothing under the, her, her, uh, Her collection name was called Lucille, and this was in the like teens and 20s that she was so Mm. popular, but they were so risque, and they are so fucking beautiful. She introduced slit skirts, low necklines. They're very, very sexy, sexier than you would think for the time. Mm -hmm. They are just these pastel, silky, sexy confections that are just like, my God, she ditched the corset, and I... But look up her work on many of the, uh, on one of any of the random ass Russian blog spots (laughs) (laughs) where uh, scant JPEGs are available and take notes because it just, it's, that stuff felt really fresh. She ditched the corset and eventually we're going to need to as well. Yeah. (laughs) But also this bitch that's not even it. like she she was also like a uh, a uh, she had a very public divorce and like did all of this. sorry this is a complete tangent but um I love a it. Star story born, time um, <laughs> she broke up with her like she divorced her kids and she started design divorced her kids no <laughs> she divorced her abusive ass husband in like the 1900s struck out on her own and started designing clothes to support her kids mm-hmm. became this huge the like one of basically like the first brand name. Hmm. And she popularized, you know, more modern styles of lingerie or like underwear, of course, all of it. But this bitch was on the Titanic and survived. Insane. (laughs) That's another thing where she had this very... She
0: pushed them all out of the way. (laughs)
1: Yeah, she was on the first one out. And it was like one of the really empty boats, uh, lifeboats, because they were like, oh, surely there's plenty. Oh, God. There's plenty more of these where that came from. But um, she had this amazing quote. As she's like riding away on this, watching the Titanic sink, when she was floating in lifeboat number one, <laughs> mm-hmm. number one, yeah, the first one off, she told her secretary, there's your beautiful nightdress gone, which is such a Gemini moment oh of just God. like, um, read the room, bitch, but yeah. also you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> People are dying, Kim, but, um, yeah. well, at the same time. <laughs>
0: That is, a, I mean, it's kind of surprising, but also not that there's not more Geminis on the list. But I do feel like Geminis are too inconsistent to really stay and stay in the lane of being projected upon because it's just like,
1: there's they can't stay mysterious that long. No, um, but I got one of the Geminis on this list, Lisa Edelstein from the 80s, who was... Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa E. Um, she mm-hmm. had had a not great experience being the um, the center of New York light nightlife for a hot second, but she did the most amazing Gemini thing when she was like trying to be. I think she was at like danceeteria. Her and her her bestie were like, okay, we need to get in and we need to create a buzz. So they went all over this room and they were asking, have you seen, like her friend was like, have you seen Lisa? And she was, have you seen the other name? Just like to create buzz around them, <laughs> just around random strangers there. Oh, is she here tonight? And that's funny. like yeah, She did it. So funny. She, she seeded it. Yeah, she seated it. <laughs> Yeah, like
0: Clara Bo, she was a Leo's son, but she had a zero-degree Mercury in Virgo, a Mercury-ruled sign, conjunct the North Node. The other thing about the North Node is it's just faded. It kind of has, like, a quality to it that's, like, a magnetism in a
1: direction that we're just watching somebody
0: get selected. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, it it has a certain mysterious inevitability to it because it, it, like, tells the story of, like a much longer arc than, of life than we're really capable of wrapping our minds around that. That's what makes it so weird and so much nodal activity. It's like so eclipsy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and she has
0: a Venus Gemini conjunct Pluto and Gemini. So she's definitely kind of like the aesthetic of the era of the Gemini modern. flapper, yeah, girl, flapper era. girl But I wanted to, there's this quote from Edie Sedgwick who's she's an Aries sun, but she's Gemini rising and it feels like it kind of captures a little bit of that Mercury role that these id girls play, mm-hmm. which is like, this is from um, the Nora Ephron article about Edie, which somehow kind of like broke my brain thinking about them. together yeah, yeah. coexisting. <laughs> but uh, Nora Ephron wrote about Edie, and she quoted Edie saying, I want to reach people and express myself. You have to put up with the risk of being misunderstood if you're going to try to communicate. You have to put up with the people projecting their own ideas, attitudes, and misunderstanding you. But it's worth being a public fool if that's all you can be in order to communicate yourself. Period. Very Gemini attitude. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Public fool. I'm getting some kind of message out there, even if I don't even know what it is. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I must be heard. (laughs) I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it's like in terms of like it girl chronology
0: mm-hmm. Clara
1: started it she retired the name kind of retired with her in the 30s the kind of it girl figures were these like naughty debutantes mm-hmm. and the poor little rich girls of which very young Gloria Vanderbilt was one of them while mm-hmm. her alcoholic parents were fighting over her custody for her and like the most the trial of the century yeah so tragic But, like, yeah, lots of, like, very tragic, very rich young girls right up to the edge of America getting into World War II, Mm -hmm. basically. But then getting into, like, the 50s, still we're in, like, kind of Deb time Mm -hmm. and the beginning of, like, Jackie Onassis. Basically, like, the big American families and their fabulous daughters, very post-war. gorgeous gowns, beautiful gowns. So the sixties is when the it girl was really reborn and like, like with Andy. Yeah. With Andy. And the first one was baby Jane Holzer, mm-hmm. who is kind of the, like that's when the term was revived essentially with her, who is this kind of bridge figure because she was a society girl. She had mm-hmm. came from a great family, married one of the biggest real estate families in New York but she was a downtown girly and she met Andy on the street. <laughs> Zero degree Scorpio sign. Period. Yeah. Period. <laughs> There's this whole chapter in this Tom Wolf book of essays, The Candy Colored Tangerine Flake Streamliner Baby. Streamline Baby, which by the way, I can't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've avoided Tom Wolf. I tried with the Electric Kool Acid Test, but. Mm-hmm. As with this and like thinking about Edie Sedgwick, I am so done with the 60s in every single way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so done with them. Anywho, he had this essay, The Girl of the Year, when he's talking about Jane Holzer in this kind of like delirious way at a Stones show and just trying to capture what it is with her because she feels like a different kind of like figure. Right. He says... Jane Holzer, well, there's no easy term available. Baby Jane has appeared constantly this year in just about every society and show business column in New York. The magazines have used her as a kind of combination of model celebrity and socialite, and yet none of them have been able to do much more than, in effect, set down her name, Baby Jane Holzer, and surround it with a few asterisks and exploding stars, as if to say, well, here we have what's happening, she does not attempt to come on sexy. Her excitement is something else. It's almost pure excitement. It is the excitement of the new style, the new chic. The press watches Jane Holzer as if she was an exquisite piece of radar. It is as if that entire ciliate corona of hers, it's talking about her hair um, in an annoying way, were spread out as an antenna for new waves of style. To the, ma- to the magazine editors, the newspaper columnists, the photographers, the art directors, suddenly here is a single flamboyant girl who sums up everything new and chic in the way of fashion, the girl of the year.
0: Yeah, this is where it gets so like there's the newness mm-hmm. and the like zero degree refreshing zero degree, but there's also the Lolita, like what a sexy little baby.
1: Yeah. Like the way that they're devoured, which I found so interesting. Like a lot of our kind of framework or like what helped us ground our framework is in the New York mag package, Matthew Schneier writes the kind of introductory essay about like, what the hell is in it, girl? Um, Lots of interesting components to that. Uh, mm-hmm. But he talks about how it girls are initially created for this female and gay gaze, mm-hmm. essentially. But then they, as a result of that kind of attention and fame come all of the, like the dudes, the mm-hmm. straight dudes, like mm-hmm. the photographers, like the other, the mu- the other people um, here, let me, let me find it. It girl can be reductive, demeaning, and insofar as it has no male equivalent, sexist. But it may also be that it girl is less sexist than gendered, a category created for women by women. Maybe the single biggest change in the colloquial use of the phrase since its origins in the 1920s is its surprising segregation from the male gaze. While it was once defined as a kind of sexual magnetism, in current usage, it is about a type of ineffable charisma as determined by women and gay men. Being chosen as an it girl had its hazards, including the sudden interest of middle-aged male photographers and journalists.
0: Basically. Yeah. Tail <laughs> <laughs> tail is old. Tail is old as time. Yeah, I mean, especially especially, especially starting in the sixties. Everything starts to be like I mean, Andy Warhol just making everything so celebrity-obsessed and everything is art and everything Mm -hmm. is, like, about the muse.
1: Yeah. It started
0: to make the muse a hunt in itself.
1: Yeah. And the way he exerted so much power in turning the spotlight on and off Mm -hmm. these women as well. Like, there's the part of just it girl fatigue or, like, everyone gets tired when someone is just, like, Mm -hmm. overexposed. But um, yeah, that really struck me learning more about his relationship with Edie Sedgwick, the way that he just kind of turned on her, Mm -hmm. (laughs) turned away from her. And yeah, there is just like this, because It Girl is something that you cannot make yourself, (laughs) like you can't, Mm -hmm. no matter how hard you try, declare yourself an It Girl. And that almost is like (laughs) a disqualifier Mm -hmm. if you even would be so gauche. But The lack of determination, self-determination at all that you have inside of this is, it feels like it plays out so strongly in the astrology with these North Node transits. Even the like the, all of these like the Neptune transits and Neptune conjunctions to Venus that Mm -hmm. a lot of these it girls have, it's basically like you get pulled out and you are basically a nonstop screen for Intense projection for maybe about a year, and mm-hmm. then it all—the gaze goes away, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the gaze <gays> go away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it is also like interesting that for most of these it girls, the men in their lives, the straight men in their lives, or the people they might have dated or married or whatever, never overshadowed them. And Mm-mm. some of them, you just don't even ever see or know. No. A lot
1: of them are just kind of like bankroll. <laughs> yeah. Or husband. some of them
0: just go fully Gloria Vanderbilt where you're just sort of like
1: it's husband number 22. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but or just kind of like a strange you're just in your own world. It's yeah. not even really about like uh, the public, you know, marriage or anything. Right. Well, that's the 60s. Then we go into the 70s and that's like
1: a pretty direct it's still a little Andy it's Warhol. Still the same. Is yeah. It feels a little less, it, it doesn't have, it, it's less edgy in the sense of the, like Edie was famously called like a youth Quaker. Just that 60s sense of like, mm-hmm. whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's changing, baby. There's a new, there's a completely new world that is happening right before our eyes that's being led by the youth and everything they do is so shocking and interesting. But wait, actually, before we get away from the 60s, like, were you ever an Edie girl? Have you ever given a shit about Edie Sedgwick? I mean, not
0: necessarily her directly because I could never relate, mm-hmm. but I cannot say that I avoided the '60s early art school. Oh yeah, indulgence. <laughs> Especially like I feel like 2004, 2005, going into art school, there were a lot of little. Little tiny mod (laughs) girl.
1: Yeah, there was such a revival around there with other it girl like Sienna Miller and um, Alexa Chong. I was more of a Nico Ista because I feel like I really fell more in love. (laughs) You're German. Yeah, that's it. Um, Yeah, because she's like somber and scary and weird. (laughs) I was gonna say I was very like more in the
0: realm of anybody like Brigitte or even Diane Brill. Tits and hair, yeah. And well, that's
1: just <laughs> that is so fab because honestly, you are a tits and hair girl. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it was like it definitely enticed me at a to a point, the factory era. But I think I've always been a little bit more in the seventies, yeah, realm because it's, it's like disco and glitter and just a little bit less depraved.
1: Yeah, truly. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's maybe the quality I was trying to like um like it's still Andy Warhol still like runs this town. Yeah, yeah. Still druggy as all hell, but like um of course, it's yeah. like the era of Studio 54, but there was more of just more joy. Um and this is also like you know, a lot of the the tourist queens, a lot of the the girlies from the 70s, uh, Grace Jones, Bianca Jagger, they were Taurus, um, yeah. Tauruses. And it's just kind of like,
0: yeah, that, um. Interesting. Yeah, it's also like very Neptune and Sag is the 70s, which is just like fun party. Yeah. And not so Neptune ooh, and Scorpio, ooh, yeah. which is the 60s, which is, like, yeah, revealing all this darkness. Yeah, and dealing like, with the bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the fall,
1: Like the, the cultural fallout of death and the bomb. <laughs> Which is actually something that Edie Sedgwick talked about where it's just like, I don't know, maybe it's just the fact that we all could die at any moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, okay. Which Grace Grace Jones is a
0: Sag rising. And there is kind of a weird, like even though Taurus and Sag in theory have the least in common, there's a simplicity to, oh, yeah. to
1: both that is just They like, want to feel good. They just want to feel good, which is- And they know how to feel good. Yeah, yeah. Um, without making it too complicated but it's like Grace Jones is another one where it's just like it's hard like uh, you know of course she was an it girl but it's hard she to... read the line for me yeah because it's like I mean in the context it's like but that's our vantage point in history too like yeah. if Grace Jones you've never seen Grace Jones in your life and she shows up at the club well, it's yeah, over <laughs> it's over yeah it's over yeah <laughs> Grace Jones continues. Grace Jones is like another kind of exception because, like, she—I was she's just an artist. Say, she
0: feels more like Chloe to me because yeah. they both have this way. I mean, which it girls in general have to be trendsetters, but they both have such specific iconic fashion that no one else has ever really looked like them. Yeah, and can't really pull it off either no. since then. And so there is sort of like a timelessness that just like plucked from another world and put in and it just like a is a ripple effect. Yeah. You know, but they also both have these big careers separate from just being in the nightlife or something that is yeah. not necessarily that's the exception to the it girl where you're just sort of like what do you do or yeah. what do your parents
1: do or yeah. yeah. Um going to I have you ever seen Grace Jones? No. I wish. She Plays or not infrequently, I've seen her yeah. twice now. I feel like a lot of people I know. Have seen show her. of a life, show of a lifetime. She's really? she's everything. Like I, like, there's a costume change, an incredible costume change every single song. Mm-hmm. She hula hoops. She dance. Like she's just. That's one of those things where it's just like that image. It's like she's still giving it. You know, it's like yeah. she's still giving that essence. It's like mm-hmm. you still when you encounter her, it's still like oh. Wow, Like it's mm-hmm. something outside that maybe just goes beyond that context. It's like, yeah, they have these like break moments where everybody's wondering who they are and they're obsessed with them. But like, I don't know, maybe it's, um, because so much of like the stuff that happens for transits, uh, in th- where people become an it girl or like rise to it girl are mm-hmm. kind of just like baked into their charts and lives. Yeah. Yeah. They're Probably outer both. planet. Yeah. Girlies. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, Clo—well, if we move to, let's go to the 80s. We'll skip ahead and then yeah. <laughs> we won't skip ahead and go to Chloe. But 80s is obviously Club Kids, Diane Brill, the return of the Debs with Reagan
1: culture. Yeah. There's like these kind of two poles of just like, um, yeah. The fancy taffeta frou-frou old fashioned fan. But like, I don't, I don't know if those are it girls. Like the reason it only feels relevant is because of what happens again in the two thousands where it's yeah. like this yeah. kind of category of debutante or socialite mm-hmm. that is very trad, you know, mm-hmm. like not escaped cotillion to like mm-hmm. go do Coke. Um, <laughs> or maybe they're all, they're probably are all on Coke. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, not, not the, like, um, dangerous debutante. Yeah, not the yeah. um, dead by day, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> go-go dancer by night devs, you know?
0: Which it would be interesting to know just generally what the astrology was for that time. Because I know the 80s is when Neptune started going in Capricorn. Yeah. Which is very trad.
1: Yeah, let me see here. And like her. And
0: it's, like, glorifying that status
1: yeah, and it's like the Reagan presidency also just like like the Hollywood in the mm-hmm. White House, like after Jimmy Carter's peanut farmer ass, that, like, <laughs> yeah. the recession, yeah. the austerity, the whatever. People were like, you know, dynasty, diamonds, Hollywood, mm-hmm. a new America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the years for Neptune and Capricorn are 84 to 98. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the girlie from this time is Diane Brill. Do you have anything to say about her? or do you have
0: I mean, she's her? just fun, total camp. The queen of she, the night. Yeah, queen of the night, another tits and hair. <laughs> <laughs> she is Aries Sun, Scorpio Moon, zero-degree Taurus, Mercury, and zero-degree Venus in Pisces. That's, like, what I love about some of these it girls is that they're – They're rarely like really conventionally beautiful. Yeah. It's hard to place because I'm sure in person things feel, which is part of the it girl quality. Mm -hmm. It's like it's the in person quality as opposed to just the photo or just the aesthetic on film or something. But yeah, she's kind of unusual looking, but everybody was just so obsessed with her like voluptuous image and,
1: and like how to be sexy and social. She actually made me, th- I I don't know why this felt like something that was so, that made me think Malia, um, <laughs> but in her little interview, I, I think it's an interview, maybe in an ads told too, in this mag, she talks about having this birthday. I think it was at like Limelight and she was like, it was coffee themed. <laughs> Everybody oh my dressed up as diner waitresses. <laughs> I love that. I know. I know. Oh, wait, here we go. You'd know if you were at the right party in New York in those times if Diane Brill was there. Andy Warhol said that the best party he ever went to was the party for my birthday at Danceteria in 1984. It was coffee-themed. I had Diane Brill lookalikes dressed up like me, and we made chandeliers out of the girls. We had them dressed in little skirts that had cups glued on. They had two percolators, and they'd go around and ask, would you like coffee? And it was so silly and really cute. We had this 50s band, the Shirelles, sing happy birthday, baby. obsessed. I know, I know. Let's so you. Birthday know. is about for next week. It's so Aries.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. my my army up. of lookalikes. <laughs> Want some coffee? <laughs> yeah, I love she she's like such a fun one because it's like not It's not like the mystery, though. She does have a Scorpio moon, and I bet that did play into it where, like, you don't actually really know what's going on with her. (laughs) There's a lot of show, but there's probably a lot of mystery, too. But um, it just sounds like she really knows how to party. Yeah. And we love
1: that. Yeah. So then Chloe arrives on the planet. (laughs) Chloe, the 90s. The 90s. There's like other types of 90s it girls, but like this is where like things get a little cuspy because it's like this is like the supermodel era as well. And included in here is Jamie King, who mm-hmm. was this runway model that kind of almost broke into Hollywood, but really just like withdrew because trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is on the one hand they're models, you know, they don't really count. Like they are supermodels. Like they're made, like they're made to create like compelling images. That's their like career. There's certainly a lot of like it girl model crossovers, but I feel like it's hard to think of Kate Moss as just an it girl or like, Mm-mm. what do you, how do you feel about that? Although the art, the only argument, which is not like a, a um, it's not like it's so well reasoned, but when I think of, Kate Moss, this is so in my, this is like indelible in my brain. Her dangling backwards out of a window while Pete Doherty is playing guitar for her. Yeah. The it girl behavior is nonstop, but she is like a supermodel. I know. I don't even think about it
0: as her behavior because I think she obviously could have been an it girl. But I think we just collectively our psyches compartmentalize models as something very different and there's something like it's like the difference between Pisces and Libra or Neptune and, and Venus, they are walking art. Yeah. For us. It's not about the mystery. Right. It's not about the projection of what they embody or why are they so special. Why are they? And it does kind of like something about it. It's just like can't, for me anyway, like the it, girls I love, it really can't be too beautiful. It can't be like right. too conventionally beautiful. I mean, obviously, I still love Kate Moss and it's still like this spectacular
1: show. Yeah. But um, she's not. She's yeah. not.
0: It's just her role as model is too big.
1: Yeah. Well, that's like, okay, we didn't talk about Chloe. I mean, we've been talking about her the whole time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's
0: she's Scorpio, Sun, Rising, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, Sag Moon, uh, North Node, and the First House conjunct Neptune. I mean, she's just so Scorpio, which like when, what is so fascinating, we'll talk about some of the other people, but like when i was looking at the transits for what was going on when she was first getting big especially when she like appeared in the sonic youth music video or when kids came out like both times or you know pluto moves so slowly but pluto was exactly conjunct her sun and venus and there is something about like her having that much scorpio and Pluto just infusing all its intensity <laughs> that only a Scorpio can really handle yeah. to that degree. Transform into like something that is like a Scorpio kind of fame that is not overexposed.
1: Yeah. Where it's like, it's impossible to ever feel like with a with someone that's that Scorpionic. It's, no, you e- even if they were exposed to the nth degree, they still would feel... Like there's a piece of them that you just don't quite understand, yeah, yeah. And like there's this really interesting, um Jay McInerney profile of her from this time when she's rising to fame. It's like, yeah, you know, she started as like an intern at Sassy, was it, or was it Jane? Oh. Whatever, one yeah. of those mags. Um, and even then, they were like, "Oh, her style is so great." Yeah. Like, they just kept featuring her. And it's like, as this interview is happening, and people are like stopping Chloe on the street to be like, "Where are your shoes from?" <laughs> and she's like, "Around the corner at the like, they're like ju- like the Chinese ballet flats that mm-hmm. I got on like canals, whatever." So it's just like, she, he's going, the amount of access is pretty crazy. Like he goes back to her like childhood bedroom and then like goes to the club with her. But she's always like, even within this world, she wants to be an actor. She is really not like she's going to all the parties, but she's not like, like in her reflection later um, on that piece in, New York Mag she's like that piece really kind of fucked me up because I feel like the it girl label got in the way of me like I want to be like a Gina Rollins style mm-hmm. like actor mm-hmm. it's like she that like she's also a case where it's just like she can't fucking help it like she mm-hmm. is so iconic that like like it's it's like an inevitability but what really struck me about that article that like or like her response to it um mm-hmm. later she said that she never she has never done Coke. Can you believe that? Do you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> when did she say that? She said that in the in New York Mag when she's like reflecting on her her life as an it girl or what she thinks mm. about being an it girl. It's like incredibly
0: she, hard to believe, but
1: she just didn't she's like, yeah, I was really into like ecstasy, but I never did Coke. And it was just like, okay, like, <laughs> I don't know why that's relevant, but it just seems shocking to me.
0: Yeah, wild. But it there is such an intense level of control with Scorpio. Oh yeah,
1: so true. But then like ecstasy. I know. Anyway, She's just that's, a '90s girl. That's the least. <laughs> yeah, it's just so '90s. <laughs> She's just
0: telling us the message of the times. But Chloe is very good case for Pluto transiting your son and yeah, Venus. Best like, case scenario in a way really. that I've never
1: seen before. I mean. Pluto transited my son, and <laughs> um, all I got was um, many career shifts. What did I get? Definitely didn't. Wasn't in a music video. Well, your son is in the sixth <laughs> house. It's yeah, a work I got a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, her. Thanks. It's <laughs> like Pluto transiting her
0: first house, where so many of her placements are. It's like people being obsessed with her. It's yeah. like the the impression you make is causing an obsession and and providing power. And that's what's so interesting about the first house. It's just like, it is just style in a lot of ways. It's like the way you present, it's the way you dress yourself and the way you cut your hair and all of that. Pluto going in, it does like tap, Pluto is such a generational planet. It does tap into a generational moment so powerfully, I feel like for some of these it girls, because I think that a couple people had major Pluto transits. I think that, um, let's see, Edie Sedgwick, she had Pluto trying her Mercury when she met Andy Warhol. Clara Bow had Pluto conjunct her moon Neptune, which they yeah. were both conjunct. <laughs> There's also a common theme of scary. like, um, yeah, that's so right. Like normally I'd, if I saw that in one of my <laughs> clients charts, I'd be like, all right, you're going to need no, to get a therapist and really take care of yourself, <laughs> drive slowly. <Yeah. laughs> but I feel like uh, the other common transit that happens for people, like when these big moments happen for them, for these it girls, not for people in general, is the nodal return, like that north node getting mm. activated.
1: Which is like destiny is here. Yeah, destiny has arrived. Yeah, I am connected with the destiny of everything now. Yeah, the kind of end, I guess, of really like the it girl lineage uh, officially. I I guess is the two thousands where Paris like she is this other, like kind of this reverse crossover figure, like in the same way that like Diane Brill is like, okay, I'm bringing the Debs downtown. Paris is like, I'm bringing the Debs to Hollywood. Um, and -hmm. Hollywood is like, it's like this moment of just complete, like, so like this, uh, you are a a local fixture and figure. And she apparently just like smashed, crushed, smanged it, um, Mm -hmm. in her debut season, which I read as I was, um, immersing myself back in the um, the socialite register uh, era of like blog it, mm-hmm. blog debutantes, blog it girls, but like yeah, she basically was such an it girl in New York that she turned it into or like she moved to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and turned it into a reality TV empire, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because it's like she was. A complete it girl and it's like you really compare it to like kim kardashian who mm. worked it's like that that's like the it girl no it girl
0: yeah but she also is a product of paris yeah well
1: yeah Definitely. like paris made kim definitely but it's like she, and it's so funny because kim also has neptune conjunct her um libra sun yeah she has neptune conjunct her ascendant um oh, okay so it's like she has a uh, it girl, and and it's like Neptune's also squaring her uh, Venus. Mm-hmm. It's like she has it girl signatures, and it's like you can't. She's like actually the most famous face <laughs> person, whatever. But mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe it's not even worth going into. No one thinks she's an it girl. Um, she's a powerful celebrity empire. Well, um, Neptune is itself. very social media too. Yes. Um. We talked about that so much in our Neptune and Pisces app. Um, I'm sorry, but Libras are not lit it girls. Yeah, as we learned, <laughs> Libra at the bottom of the ranks in terms of uh, just sheer quantity. Granted, this is not like a scientific sampling. Yeah, um, we didn't, we couldn't source the um, the the charts of like the hundred fifty like modern day it girls yeah, that yeah. they threw in at the end of this thing. But yeah, Libras not it girls. Too relational. <laughs> Too- I mean, Bella had is it. Libra, she is, but um, she is, and so it's like Hari Neff. Um, but really, right, right. I think the only like, well, we can we can go through our our a quick sun sign roundup of um, yeah, totally. But so just, well, let's finish out the two thousands. Yes, we also have Corey two thousands. Oh my God! So it's like in New York, we're back into like this. A really heated moment where charged by um these blogs um mm-hmm. and by places like Gawker um mm-hmm. that are uh, <laughs> that were just like mercilessly mocking Julia Allison. Uh, like there's like this striver era that comes in, which is like basically where things start getting cuspy in like the influencer mm-hmm. world where it's like you s- based on the model of Paris of like her basically going from like, Local deb to um, international celeb, yeah. Um, <laughs> Copywriter uh, over yeah. here. Don't mind if I do. All of these other girlies: Tin- Tinsley, uh, <laughs> Tinsley, Dale, uh, Tinsley. You you're doing a Dale city. voice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that her mom's name? Um, Dale. Yeah, Dale. Dale. Uh, <laughs> um, Tinsley. And like all the, the city. The City was that the show was that the show? Yeah, yeah. That they were on? Whitney. Um and Olivia Plana. No, I'm thinking of the other one that Tinsley was actually on. that oh, was only like one with season. her like uh her mom. Yes. Yes. Um, um
0: and her first husband. I can't remember yeah what name of it. Topper. <laughs> Topper. <laughs>
1: Topper Mortimer. So she, Tinsley, classic Leo, um, marries into, you know, one of New York's like oldest families and she starts showing up everywhere. And then there's these blogs that emerge around all of these young debutantes um, in the city that basically like gamify um, it girl status, like socialite rank was the big one. And once again, it's like this thing only lasted for a year. There's a documentary that just came out about this on Hulu that we have to watch, but like high society, high society. There we go. Wow. I rewatched that not too long ago and Ooh, holds up. Great. (laughs) Not for the people involved, but once again, for me, um, Really rem- fun rewatch. Do you remember the, side note, do you remember the, like, Allie Hilfiger show? <gasps> what was that
0: called? Yes. It was, like, her and somebody else that was also a designer's daughter or something. Sorry, I just remembered. Yeah, I don't no, remember I do remember What that. the name of it is, though. Oh, fuck. Was that an E show?
1: Rich Girls. <laughs> Rich Girls. Yeah. It was an MTV show from 2003 to 2004. Yeah. Jamie Gleitscher. Anyway, yeah. it feels
0: it feels like it harkens back to the thirties kind of. Yeah. With the like tragic debut. W- Bad Debs, w- Debs w- um, dubs. um naughty Bad dubs. Debs. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but like, yeah, it was so nuts because um the socialite rank people, they were like kind of side characters in that were still in this New York social scene. Mm-hmm. Um, like they went to all of the like fancy they all went to all the schools they were peers of all of these people, but they created this anonymous gossip girl style website called Socialist Rank that like, would live rank the socialites of New York based on their performance night after night, like based, dark. it's so dark. And, um, it's funny because they really pitted, um, Olivia Palermo. Like they, they went after Olivia Palermo, like Olivia Palermo. They like created her as like the villain. Cause like Tinsley was getting older. Like she was like almost 30. Um, and she was still, you know, <laughs> stomping the carpet and her little cupcake dresses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which she, but she still is. Tiny like, dancer. Whatever, 50. <laughs> but Olivia was kind of this, like, uh, they painted her as this sort of open striver and what what ended, that, like, just basically, like, wasn't hitting it. Um, of course, she, Olivia was Pisces. And mm-hmm. what brought Socialite Rank down or, like, made them go public um, was this letter that got sent to them, allegedly from Olivia Palermo, that um a lot of people forwarded them of basically her writing the other top socialites being like, be nice to me. <laughs> oh no. Which is so Pisces. I know, I know. It's so fucking Pisces. Yeah. That um it it like there was a lot of like conspiracy around it. Like, did Socialite rank like manufacture this completely. Did Olivia was this kind of like a reverse PR move to get like sympathy from Olivia, knowing it would be leaked? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this was just all like really frothy frothy like blog time. Like social media didn't really exist in the form that it does now. And um but it, it's setting the stage like to turn the page on on It Girl on like what the It Girl was and just basically like set up an influencer. Like, yeah, because it it like I don't know about you, but it haunted my
0: high school existence because there were so many, like this is ninety nine two thousand yeah Zangas of like ranking the popular oh, yeah. girls.
1: Well, they got the idea. It was like such a fucking like crazy misogynistic time, yeah. um, uh, and like a yeah. brutal time. End of uh Neptune and Aquarius, mm-hmm. basically like rank everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Some are the best. Some are the worst. <laughs> you decide. Yeah. Who's ugly? Who's cool? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, like, our uh, really, like, Corey Kennedy is um, the sad it girl to round it out, the muse of the cobra snake, which... another 14-year-old in the club,
0: <laughs> which fascinating enough which i do think there is a theme with neptune in that you neptune really is the secret sauce for social media or like internet fame or Mm -hmm. something there's like the projection it almost more than i mean we haven't looked at enough movie stars and there's probably too many to really have a, a blanket statement like this but it, Go for it. I it love it when you make like- blanket statements. <laughs> it does feel like when we did the Neptune and Pisces episode, we know Neptune is conjunct like Kim K's ascendant, or it was like had a big part in like when Gwyneth and Goop happens and she becomes like the ultimate influencer. But Neptune transited Corey Kennedy's North Node Mercury conjunction in Aquarius, which again, Mercury in the North Node in Aquarius, on the internet. Wow. <laughs> Neptune transits that. That's like when 2004 is like when she uh, meets the cobra snake and everything
1: at a Blood Brothers concert. <laughs> um. Everything's so dated. I got so, I was reading, um, and I remember this when it came out. One of my good friends from high school was deep in that scene. She peeled off like some shit went down she joined the party life and Mm -hmm. like it was so surreal to see this kind of level of fame and action and like it was sad and like that weird sad feeling of just being like wow you know like it's like when you learn that like you'll never be like a prodigy at anything it's just like you see an it girl being made before your eyes and you're like hmm that's really never gonna be me. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fab, and like the the party scene at that time mm-hmm. was just like LAX, like which was like a club. It, I, I don't know. I think it's just where I realized that I. It was also like the same year that I went to Coachella and realized that like my cancer moon was gonna get in the way of me mm. actually being fab. <laughs> You're too sensitive. I'm too sleepy and too sensitive. No. <laughs> Devastating for me. But I was reading um, this profile of Corey that came out in uh, LA Times. I think it was like 2007, maybe. Um, Basically, like, exploring her fame. And by then, it's sort of like she'd already had been invited to all these parties. But, like, Corey had, you know, major depressive disorders, like, her Mm -hmm. entire life. And it's, like, in this article, it's, like, they're at her parents' house. And... She's just kind of like, like, she's basically got sent to, like, a boarding school and, like, disappeared from her MySpace um, because, like, everything was just, like, getting to be too much. Like, she was going out too much. It's like, yeah, Vincent Gallo's, like, hitting on our, like, (laughs) 17-year-old daughter, which is just, like, so scary and spooky. But, like, yeah, things – she ended up moving to New York, and then I think that's when things kind of fizzled, or in terms of, like, her – Like, she dyed her hair blonde. Do you remember this? And, like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, yeah, she was, like, in her 20s and, like, trying to have a career. And it's just, like, yeah, there was just something about that, like, little lost urchin. They called her, like, the club urchin or something like that. Pisces. Pisces. They are (laughs) club urchins. They are all (laughs)
0: club urchins. Yeah, well, should we kind of go do the rundown of what those sun signs are for some of these people just close it all out yeah
1: yeah I mean maybe the only thing to say about like more about the tens is like basically this is like the era of rookie mag um Tommy Gavinson. yeah Yeah. and like who's a a Taurus um and how everything kind of became I think more so than ever about fashion essentially like because now we're moving into the Instagram era. Now yeah, it's about yeah. photography. It's now it's about side. turning looks like it's not, um, it's not about like, although Tavi had really amazing personal style, mm-hmm. like I don't know what she's dressing like now, probably not as like outlandishly as she was then mm-hmm. um, as a Prada loving little <laughs> Midwestern 14 year or whatever. <laughs> but it is so much about those looks and like I think that, like like just creating fashion, creating um something that can like basically convert into a sale. I don't know. I was they had this like like online they they released like some contemporary uh, New York Mag released some like contemporary girls in like roundtable conversation, and it's like tiny Jewish girl Ella Emhoff and like a couple other like. Yeah, uh, like Fiffany Lou, some other of these girls who um, are on the uh, Sergeant Peppers of uh, contemporary Influencers <laughs> on the end of this magazine. Yeah, but like they're all talking about fashion. They're all wearing these like archival mm-hmm. looks and like pieces from Cafe Forgot. It's just sort of like it's showing your sources. You know what I mean? It's like it's like personal. S- personal style
0: well yeah everything is showing your sources now but it's also like which we could do a whole other episode on is stylists personal stylists really didn't blow up until the 90s yeah and like personal stylists were the ones like the same time ebay came (laughs) about and like that was like its own thing that now is just everywhere whereas like that was kind of special when people didn't really have that, except they had Andy, I guess, probably <laughs> telling much of wear. Yeah,
1: that is such a good point. Everything just feels so like partnership, <laughs> like yeah. hashtag sponsor sponsored sponsored. Yeah, yeah. But okay, hold on. The most the the uh, by Sun sign, the the highest number of it girls are are Pisces. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that group we have Corey Kennedy herself. Olivia Palermo, Gloria Vanderbilt, and you know, a debated, arguable girl, Dasha.
0: <laughs> Dasha, Julia Allison, Cookie Mueller. I kind of love Gloria Vanderbilt. Yeah, she,
1: what a life, what a woman. What an apartment. <laughs> what always. an apartment. Her house what is a bathtub. So insane. Yeah.
0: Just like her, I mean, so Pisces to literally like, draw and paint on the tiles around her bathtub the names of people she loves
1: (laughs) like so tender it's like what Uh, um so tragic the sad club girl um yeah the the piece that she the the kind of like catching up with Corey in this in this magazine it's like yeah she's like i was lost and like she was just on so many um drugs for her depression that she was yeah. just fully out of it. But she seems good now. Uh, <laughs> love and light to Corey. And then Olivia, please like me Palermo. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: who I once saw in a spa sitting alone in in Sonoma. And I was just like, hi. <laughs> uh, the next most Prominent, which is a tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, most common sun sign is a tie between Taurus and Leo. Taurus, we have seven of our list, mm-hmm. which is like obviously just our list, mm-hmm. um, which we've talked about is like Grace Jones, Bianca Jagger, Kimora Lee, Simmons, yeah, yes. Jamie King, Tavi, Jemima Kirk, which is like. Mm, I yeah. think she's an eye girl. Yeah, she. <laughs> You think she's an it girl? Yeah, yeah I, I think, think she is she's too. girl. And, and then, Daisy
1: Fellows. That's like a ye olde it girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's like a... Which is funny. How about Hoover?
1: Girls is a really tourist show.
0: Yeah. I mean, Lena's a tourist, right?
1: Yeah, she Yeah, she is. She's a tourist. It's funny because I always thought she was a Gemini, but Hannah is just a Gemini. Like, her character is actually <laughs> just a Gemini. Sidebar, yeah. Girls is like... I'm still in my rewatch. I had to pause, um, but I'm back. And it's just like another thing that I find so brilliant about it is like um, how she's basically like, it's a commentary and a re it's like a, a reconsideration of like the sex in the city um, Mm -hmm. model. But whereas I think all the sex in the city girls are the Cardinal signs, like Carrie's a Libra, Miranda's a cap, Samantha's an Aries, Charlotte's a cancer. I think Oh, yeah. debatable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but hear me out. I I I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty firm on this. Okay. I think all of the um girls, girls are mutables. Virgo, Marnie's a Virgo, Hannah's a Gemini, uh Shosh is a Pisces, and uh what did I miss? <laughs> Sa- uh What's her face is a Sag. Jemima Kirk is a Sag. Interesting. I mean, she definitely seems like a Sag. I agree. What is her name again? <laughs> <laughs> My recall has just been. I know. What is destroyed. her name? Uh, Je- Jemima, Jemima. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good girl. Uh, Was lost. Yeah, anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> wow. Hot take. Yeah, hot take. Um, I definitely had different takes, but I, I haven't really considered the girls' signs, but of course I have with the Sex in the City. It's like pretty hard for me not to think of Samantha as a Leo.
1: Yeah, I could see that, but I, I'm sticking she's to my too guns. Horny with that <laughs> yeah, she's too much of a boss bitch to be a Leo, and she doesn't really care if people like her. That's, that's another true. that's true Leo thing. She yeah. wears a lot of red.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Charlotte's definitely Cancer. <laughs> a little bit of Pisces, I could see too, yeah. but. um libra 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 yeah of course she's a libra yeah
1: the relationship columnist um yeah and everything else
0: miranda i mean it's also hard because she like is kind of aries to me but she's actually an aries cynthia nixon yeah. but yeah capricorn i mean she has to be every she time has there's four like,
1: characters we have to have one of each i know i know um
0: yeah, so then we have Leo, which is Claire Viva, Nan Kempner, Debbie Mazar. Society. I love Debbie. Tinsley. Lee Lazark, Charlotte Ronson, and Sheila Monroe.
1: Um, yeah, they I feel like we spent a lot of time talking about the qualities of like the Taurus and Leo ones. The Taurus ones mm, a little more iconic, I dare say, than yeah. the Leo ones. Um, though we love our Tinsley. Um yeah. Like, I'd say aside from, like, Clara Bow, um, Taurus no- is
0: Venus ruled. It, like, really
1: gets the powerful feminine mystique. Yeah. And also Leo has a little bit, I don't know, Leo Leo ends up more in the celeb column. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> than in a girl. Followed up by Scorpio uh, with baby Jane Holzer, Lauren Hutton, Connie Fleming, Chloe Savigny, and Alexa Chung. Big, big, one. big energy in the mm-hmm. Scorpio section. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's tied with Aquarius. They both have.
1: They both have. And Aries and Gemini. <laughs> oh, Gemini, really? Okay. Geminis are like, I don't know. This is like my... Uh, there's like actually some more debatable ones. Like I included yeah, you... Lady Dove Gordon. Um,
0: Titanic survivor, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like, hold on.
1: Brenda <laughs> Fraser Like, yeah, the the, the Gemini's like... I'd say that there's, like, a, like you can argue about Emily Ratajkowski. It's yeah. like they're all kind of B-sides. The data is uh, not weighted for um, <laughs> iconic status or debatability. Yeah. yeah. Don't know spreadsheets that good.
0: <laughs> Aquarius. We have Marissa Berenson, Lizzie Grubman, Paris, Agnes Dane, Julia Fox, and... Uh, and Nikki Takash, both Aquarius. Yeah, I mean, Aquarius is like just the cool factor, and it yeah. is they can really, um really push the unexpected. You know, whereas Leo is just like so concerned with being liked. Yeah, they can be like, I will push you to like maybe not like me, but <laughs> yeah, you're gonna I like. Will, me.
1: <laughs> in Lizzie Grubbins' case, um, back into a crowd of. People in the yeah. Hamptons and call them all white trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's so funny um, that Paris, Agnes, the Agnes Dean factor truly always jumping and being so... Oh, speaking of like the mod revival that we talked about like an hour ago. Oh, ahead, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, just totally like, oh, always doing a jump, wearing a little bowler hat. And <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like I don't know what a single thing about her except... I can just see her leaping over a curb in my mind's eye mm-hmm. aries another big group actually yeah edie sedgwick ali mcgraw who was um allegedly an id girl according to new york mag before also she... a surprising aries i know i know gives me real tourist vibes yeah same but she has maybe she has a lot of like tourist yeah. planets Diane Brill, the coffee queen mm-hmm. of the night, uh, Tina Chow, and Ananda Lewis, the the VJ turned carpenter. It was so cool to see where some of these more obscure it girls, like the ones that didn't like oh, something bad, like weren't like yeah. devastated by the moment of their lives that they were in. It. It's like so many, like Jenny Shimizu. But. I know.
0: Yeah, that's the quality. Like, that almost makes more It Girls. Like, yeah. if they weren't before, the fact that they just, like, go into some bizarre profession after. Yeah, where it's like,
1: like, Jenny Shimizu was, like, a mechanic, and now I think she's a fucking cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she like, is. Yeah, I got to do me. Um, um All right. The, then, then things start falling precipitously for the yeah. other signs. Capricorns, Diane von Furstenberg, who was an It Girl before she ever... Before, well, the rap dress was just a twinkle in her eye as she married, like, Egon von Furstenberg in, like, the 70s. They're
0: too practical to really, no. like, they're
1: like, we're not going to be in the nightlife forever. We have some work <laughs> to, <laughs> to career do. girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Diane von Furstenberg, Carolyn Bessette, RIP, um, and Sienna Miller, who I think is an it girl. Mm-hmm. She's certainly not, like, an actor, really, you know?
0: And she just like, played Edie Cedric in a movie. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she just played E.G. Sedgwick, and I think she played, um, she played, she was in like one of the Hitchcock movies, too. Did she play it, like Tippy Hedren or something like that? Where it's just like, you've got the vibe of like a famous person. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Where but, is
0: she now? Good question. Yeah, Capricorn is a little bit. There's just like not. There's too much practicality to really be that mysterious. Yeah, and or that disheveled or tragic. Capricorn's not that tragic.
1: No, um, they're tragic in other ways, but yeah. like, but they're not like um, the uh, like a Capricorn will never let you see them. Um, yeah, <laughs> messy on the streets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like. And like these girls, um, like Dan Van Furstenberg, it's like, oh yeah, you know, like I had a moment, but time to go to work. Um, they Mm -hmm. professionalize it as well, where it's just like, oh yeah, I'm good at fashion. Ding, ding. Then Virgo. Actually there are three Virgos as well because of my late edition of Paz de la Huerta. Yeah. But these are like pretty obscure. The other ones are like Edwiga Bellemore who is, iconic, but tragic, um, who was in like stinky toys and mm-hmm, a bunch mm-hmm. of little like, uh, French punk bands. Um, and this absolutely insufferable lady, uh, <laughs> Maria Chantal, <laughs> uh, crown princess of Greece who has such an obnoxious, uh, little story in here. And, but then pause, which um like actually one of the messiest like i the she fact that a she,
0: 0 degree mercury by the way Yeah, virgo
1: i mean like the fact that she's a virgo is strange in certain ways because she seems like just such like a flaming scorpio or there's like this exhibitionist like kind of like messy some some virgos can go that way well this one it was interesting cuz like in this the Maybe my favorite uh, profile that I read was the one about Paz from two thousand ten and she's like gearing up to like be a be in Boardwalk Empire and like break through from being just kind of like a lifelong like New York museo mm-hmm. and sexy chica on the scene, um, into a star. But like this guy that she dated from like the band, the virgins, which is like, so um, (laughs) of the moment where it's like, yeah, she, there's like actually a part where he talks about like, yeah, if she seems like so loose, like don't let it fool you because there's actually a lot of calculation behind it. And this guy Mm -hmm. told her, it's like, we had this one passionate night and then she like disappeared for two weeks. She wouldn't talk to me. She wouldn't answer any of my calls. And then finally, I saw her at this party, and she made her way to every single person in the room before me, said hi to all of them, and when she got to me, she said, "Are you in love with me yet?" You, that fine, then you can be my boyfriend. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, so definitely a yeah. <laughs> She
0: also has Mars conjunct Uranus and Sagittarius. It's okay, like there you go. <laughs> square her son. Yeah, so there's like Let's that real erratic, <laughs> erratic energy too yeah i mean the mutable virgos are just they're strange i mean some of them are so predictably virgo but sometimes when they really blow up the image of perfection they can get so messy in a crazy way
1: they've like if you throw out the organizing principle of perfection then you don't know what you don't know what you're gonna get it's all out the window Very poor showing. um, (laughs) They're, like, not
0: even in the country. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: They're, like, New York? What? Yeah. It's, like, they, yeah, they can't be pinned down to a single scene. Um, That's with, like, Cornelia and It's funny because I realized I count them as one person, but they are twins. Like, Plum and Lucy Sykes, who, by the way, were, like, you know, two journalists anyway. Very sad. Yeah. one lone cancer, Pat Cleveland, too. <laughs> Cancers is are like, I don't want to go out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny because, like, in her little section, she's like, I loved making spaghetti with Halston in his house. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Um, and then our solo Libra, Nikki Hilton. mwah mwah. <laughs>
0: After all the Paris Renaissance, it's hard to be on Nikki's side.
1: No, Nikki um, is on the wrong side of history in Mm -hmm. every way. Mm -hmm. And she actually, she was an it girl, but really only by association. Yeah.
0: We can't end on her. No. The moral of the story (laughs) is that being an it girl is fab, but. It's not the only, it's not (laughs) not the only way.
1: No, being an it girl is so fab. And it was like, I don't know. The whole thing just made me feel a little, just like a longing to be knocked on my ass by the absolute singular generation defying fabulousness. And I actually wonder, you know, with all the things we've been saying about the zero degree babies, Mm -hmm. if, it girls, if Aquarius It girls are about like if you have an early degree Aquarius sign I know. You might have a Chloe moment. Watch for it. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: I mean Julia Fox the most recent It girl is an Aquarius. And we love
1: her. It girl of transparency. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see.
0: It do- it also makes me very nostalgic or like craving for the in person Experience yeah. of like uh, someone who can make a party happen.
1: Yeah, I just think I want a party. Yeah, <laughs> it also
0: is like nostalgia for this kind of nightlife.
1: I got so for mystery. Yeah, for mystery, for anything can happen. Instead of, here's what's gonna happen.
0: Well, you're my it girl.
1: You're my it girl. Bye. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs>